hi. Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday recording, the live recording of another episode of the Black Tower Podcast. We oh, are here. Podcast. It's another Black Tower Podcast bit of tainty goodness. Indeed. I really hope that everybody just listening to audio thinks you just started pissing. That, that might like, be the most... Deadpool? When he's like, are you peeing right now? That's your peeing face. <laughs> I also really like... You're pissing right now, aren't you? Yeah, you're pissing. <laughs> I'm on it. Okay. I also <laughs> love the uh, the Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the pee meter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fantastic. yeah. Classic Chris Evans. I no. have to Before he was the main one. Her. But also already the main. Uh, That's the decision right. we must all make to pee or not to pee. That is the question. The question or the answer is always no, unless you want to do 30 plus years in prison. I mean, well, it also depends on who she is. Because if you're R. Kelly, you made a bad choice. Sorry. Phone went off. Josh. How dare you? Uh, it sounds like somebody's getting a will of time tattoo. It, it was Critter, actually. <laughs> Oh, oh, really? It's one of Critter's TikTok. She's getting a Wheel of Time tattoo. So there you go. There's the shout out tonight. For About Critter time, HD. you bandwagoners. Gosh, Critter. <laughs> he says as he adjusts his hair and uh, <sighs> shows off his sleeve. Hit me up when you get a sleeve. <laughs> no. Filthy casuals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told oh, you what man. I'm doing for mine, right? How I'm incorporating. So I've got my Nordic tattoo over here. I've got Odin, his raven. I don't know how that's going to work. There's definitely no Nordic inspiration in the Wheel of Time. And then, I know, right? And then the tree of life holding the nine realms. And then it's going to come down. These are going to be the roots of the tree. And then the dragon, Jormungandr, who circles the tree, the roots of the tree of life. It's going to be the Ouroboros, Ouroboros dragon from the show. That's how I'm going to And in his eye, it's going to be a QR code for blacktowerpod.com. That's right. There and that's going to be on the, that's on the, or, or I could put that in like the tree right there. Like, hey, follow our podcast. <laughs> that's what we should, is that what we should do as our, uh, as our Black Tower tattoo? Is everyone well, should oh, just get a QR shit. code? That's, that's going to be awkward <laughs> because I have a QR code on my taint hole, so. <laughs> and it is Black Wait, Tower Pod. You have a hole in your tape? Well, that means that all of that just means that Josh and I have to get the same QR code on our tape. <laughs> well, in the words of 50 Cent, bend over and touch your toes. All right. I don't remember the rest of the song. Ink me. <laughs> Lil John got the way to make your booty go. <laughs> Was that like a cigar sniff? What the fuck? What just happened? <laughs> Oh. So welcome to the Black Tower Podcast. If you want to check up on all things good, you got to go to blacktowerpod.com. One of those and the things, best way to get to blacktowerpod.com uh, is to find the QR code on one of our taints and scan <laughs> it into your phone. Next time you're at Jordan Con, come up and say, <laughs> I need your taints, <laughs> and we'll present you with a QR code. Ooh, Ooh, the complimentary signing of a coin purse. You know Next time at Jordan Con, we're gonna have. I tasted the taint at Jordan Con. We'll do. I've scanned the taint. The taint at Jordan Con. 
I need to have. Well, you know, Rob, you say you'll pass, but the majority of the word pass is ass. So. (laughs) Blacktowerpie.com. You need to go there to see pictures from our events. You need to go there for updates on episodes. You need to go there for links to all our social medias. And this is a big one. You need to go there for updates on the Gathering Madness. That's right. We've got information coming forth for the Gathering Madness, October 15th and 16th. You gotta be there. You gotta be there. If you're not there, it's okay. We still love you. But we are going to have all your favorite events from past Gathering Madnesses. Watt Tales, Taste the Taint. It's going to be amazing. Drunk Splaining. Um, and Drunk Splaining is my favorite. We're just being Andrew passed out in the corner. Special things where uh, we might have some special guests. You yep. never know. You never know. We're going to be I in do. L.A. this year. There's all kinds We're of gonna be in celebrities Anaheim live in L.A. This year. Stop lying to people. Oh God, Daniel! We're it's be all in California County. to me. It's all it's all California. Oh, do we get to see the Orange County, County Choppers? Do we get to see the Choppers <laughs> from the Orange County TV show? The Orange County Choppers. Are you Swedish you right, now? right now? What is? Yeah, what's happening? I don't know. I don't know where that accent came from. I just did it. Don't ask why. Just, just go with it. <laughs> So yeah, but anyway, blacktarpod.com. It's a great place to go. It also has a link to our a lovely show sponsor, the Crystal Barista. Um, if you're interested in any kind of rocks, minerals, gems, uh, rock mineral gem themed subscription boxes, or rock mineral gem geology themed classes online, go there. Check it out. Anything you want with rocks. Gems, minerals, geology, etc., etc., etc. And half of the fun from going on any sort of the rock hounding trips, finding rocks, or sitting through an Arabopedia geology session, uh, which is incredibly fun to listen to, is identifying the rocks and the minerals and the gemstones. So, taking a lesson from our geologically inclined brethren, let's introduce ourselves. I, returning from a two week hiatus, I'm your Bajan Mahal, Andrew. Hey, Bajan Mahal. I'm back. I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I trust your official Black Tower Pod business went off without a hitch. Uh, Without a five. No, I got made boss while I was on hiatus. (laughs) Sucker, got promoted. I'm the boss of my job now, and now I have to work my way through literally a thousand work orders. So gross. Yeah, I I got I got sent to the IT crowd basement IT department of the Black Tower, and this is there's there's no storms in the basement, and it's bullshit. All right. You know what? You know what happens in the basement of the Black Tower? I mean battles. There's no battles in the basement. <laughs> I mistranslated my own title, my bad. You get so many people just coming down for IT support, and most of them you're like, have you tried letting go of Sidine and re-grabbing a hold of it? Have you tried turning Sidine off and back on? The <laughs> fastest way to solve the problem, yes. I get it. But anyway, I'm not and the only one of us here. When is the last time you let go of Sidine? When? <laughs> when is it? Four days ago. Okay, cool. Have, have Turn you it off and tried, it back on again. 
Have you tried uninstalling System Tank 32? <laughs> or, uh, like it's much a problem now, have you tried moving away from JavaScript? The real Tank. JavaScript? Java. JavaScript? Responsible for the death of over 8 billion machines. <laughs> All right, guys, before we go too far down this rabbit hole of IT, my name is Daniel. I'm the Avincon Mahale, and I don't have to deal with any of that shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I do have to deal with? All of the Ashiman who think they can sing and come to join our ranks, and they're the William Hungs of the fucking Black Tower, and you're just like, get the hell out of here. I did not finally come back to be insulted, all right, sir? And last... <laughs> Last and definitely least, I am Josh, your Sorovon male. I am Wait, one more shoddy's not here. Has been oh. where Daniel oh, has been. Shit. More shoddy, more like more shady. Oh. And I am one who has been where <laughs> Andrew has been with an abundance of responsibilities. And I have turned from an both abundance paths. of bullshit is what it is. And now I have the best balance. In my current position, no, he so I will say what he absolutely. What motherfucker sat there was like, happy. "Congratulations <laughs> on no." Here's the worst part: the exact same person who sent me all these tickets was the exact same person. Was like, "Oh, we're surprised you didn't apply for the position that my boss applied for, or my old boss that she now works, resulting in me being the boss." And now they sent me, "Oh, ah." Uh, uh. yeah, Luckily, there's not like a timetable on them because they're all just. Uh, machines being canceled and sent back, but um, it's like I've literally <laughs> been the ball, the full on official boss for two days, and I'm like, why? And I already hate everything. I, I okay. look at uh, the guy that's going to be the number two, and I was like, hey man, uh, I quit. This is your show now. Um, have fun. And he was yeah. like, if you quit, I'm quitting immediately after. He's like, because I have no clue <laughs> what to do. <laughs> That's fair. Actually, I do want to uh, clarify something. Earlier, I gave Josh shit for not actually having a very good life-work balance. Um, <laughs> and it's actually not really true that Josh doesn't have a good work-life balance. Um, he actually has a relatively good work-life balance. What he doesn't have is a life-life balance. Because he does too many hobbies. And therefore... <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, I finally got the dune buggy running. Yeah? Yeah. I saw, you, so yeah, guys, I saw the Snapchats. On my, I sent out some Snapchats. On my personal Instagram, I have just a small reel of me like buzzing by on it. And uh, yeah, we got the dune buggy running. So the dune buggy's up. Uh, well, kind of. It's like at like 60%. We still got some more work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I first, like one of the Snapchats you sent was just like a, like a video of the engine running. And like I was like half asleep and I'm like, Fucking car sounds like shit, dude. Like, <laughs> and then I saw the next one, and it was like the buggy, and I'm like, oh, that makes oh, sense. All right, never mind. It's the Doom buggy. It sounds great for a buggy, terrible for a car. Like, uh, yeah, so yeah, basically. So, thanks for calling. All right, me out guys. On my ADD of hobbies, there, Daniel. Love you. Too, You're buddy. welcome. Anytime. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> All right, so I'll let's talk it. about Wheel of Time. Wheel of time. Is that Wheel what we're doing? Time. Wheel of time. But 
Before Did you got like you take two weeks off of talking about Wheel of Time and you suddenly are just like, do I remember anything about the Wheel of Time? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't Wheel recommend of... it, guys. Don't do it. Wheel of what? The Wheel in the Sky. The Wheel of Tim. Journey. I love it. Give me more Steve Perry. We need okay. more Steve Perry. Is Steve Perry on Cameo? Is Steve Perry on Cameo? We should get him to do a spoiler warning for us. I don't know. Is Kay Alexander still available on Cameo? I'm pulling up Cameo right now. All right, cool. So while they pull up Cameo, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do two things. Number one, uh, I want to thank all of the patrons who are currently listening to us live and in person here on Tuesday. Uh, you are part of what makes the wheel or the... Joe Gambino. The cogs at the Black Tower run smoothly and as well as they possibly can. Um, that being said, or part of that thank you, uh, is that we actually have three patrons that we want to go ahead and shout out in today's episode that we either haven't done yet or at the very least can't remember doing. So it's, it's going to happen for the first time or maybe the second. Just going to be honest with you. We do try to tell you guys the <laughs> truth every time, and this is that. Uh, it doesn't so, sound like a disclaimer from my sex life. What the fuck's going on here? Ooh, Leslie what? Jordan has a cameo. Hey, Josh, in here. Sorry. I'm in down here. a rabbit hole now. You guys lost me. In here. We just talked about your ADHD. Let's let's get it back here. <laughs> so the first one that we want to go ahead and uh, welcome is Dino. Uh, they joined about a month ago, which is great. We're glad to have you. Uh, they are in at the family member tier. Then we have Flamingo Sedai, who I actually have seen uh, on a couple of the episodes already listening. And they're there He's right now. now. So, hey, yeah. buddy. What up? Uh, nice to see you. Nice to have you in here. Um, they are in at the dedicated tier. No, soldier tier. Soldier, soldier tier. I remember what our tiers are. <laughs> We've changed them a few times, guys. Beep. Give me some slack. Uh, but yeah, welcome. You guys are awesome. And then last, we have First Age Birgitta coming in at the dedicated tier. Uh, so just to let you guys know, um, anyone who's actually coming in at the dedicated tier or above at this juncture, I'm the guy with the coins and I'm not home right now, so we may be able to figure out something while I'm on the road, but with Andrew changing jobs and me being on the road and Josh never being able to pay attention to something for more than 35 seconds, uh, it is going to take us hey. a little bit longer to go ahead and get your stuff out to you. I promise it will be there. I promise it will be there. We will absolutely get your stuff out to you. Just be a little bit patient with us. There's a lot going on. That being said, uh, as of yesterday, as a recording, that is the 15th of August, stickers for August went out. If you are soldier tier or higher, uh, your stickers are, on, are in route. If you do not get a sticker and or you're like, wait, I couldn't see the live recording channel or, hey, the some of the Patreon stuff I thought I should be able to see, I can't see. Probably check your email, probably maybe the spam folder. Uh, patrons probably sent you some emails about, hey, 
uh, your payment didn't go through. Um, and uh, yeah, they're trying to reach you to, to figure that yep. out. If you can't do it, we would much they're rather really trying you... to reach you yeah. to talk about your Patreon's extended warranty. Yeah. <laughs> if something happens and you have to step away from Patreon or you can no longer support us on Patreon, that's absolutely fine. We hold no grudges. There's not like a running list of people that cancel, you know, that cancel or, or whatever. Um, by all means, feel free to cancel as you need. But um, if it just declines, I think you have about three months before Patreon just takes you out of the roster. Um, so there's that. So if you feel yep. like you should be getting benefits and you're not seeing benefits, uh, check there first and make sure you're active on Patreon. If you are active on Patreon and you're not getting the stuff you should have gotten, hit one of us up and uh, we will rectify the situation as soon as Yes, we possibly. are not. We are not the VA. If you are supposed to be getting benefits and you're not and you contact us, we will do something about that in a timely manner. Indeed. Nothing? Really? All right, cool. I make my like one military joke and neither of you, you know are, what? are on board. You no, just I heard it. Like, I was fuck you. I was just you trying do, to be calm inside. You can you can get Fib Fortuna to do a cameo. Can you imagine? He'd be like, And then you'd be like, of course, that means spoilers. For the I feel like we've lost Josh for the entire episode. We really camera. have. And I'm... Uh, I wasn't it, But now I'm starting to be. Let's, let's do this. Let's chew into it. Let's bite in. Let's... Uh, uh. All right, let's do a. Uh, what are we talking about today? Or spoiler warning first. Which the one? The before to times. Uh, and oh, this is yeah, definitely we... going to be full spoilers. So. Well, then it's going to oh. be like well. Well, we're no, going to do your spoiler warning. It's going to be full spoiler warnings. Okay. Like, okay. Now the, the spoiler Sorry, warning. It, it's doing now. Here you go. This is your official spoiler warning. This episode contains spoilers for all fourteen books and the prequel. If you are still listening and you haven't read all these, you want to be spoiled, don't you? You crave it. Getting spoiled without putting in the work? Well, get ready. Here it comes. Magic! Just the Beauregard. I do declare you're giving me the vapors. So we definitely wanted to go ahead and put out a full spoiler warning for this uh, particular one, because um, I can guarantee that we're going to say some stuff. But if any of you guys who are listening want to let anybody who hasn't finished the books know how much spoiler we're actually doing after you've listened to the episode, uh, that'd be great, because I can't guarantee that this is actually going to be that bad. Because it is theory-esque, but I'm sure that we're going to have to, you know, talk about some things that are not said until later in the books to explain why we think things that we do about yes. the before times. No, that's, that's a good point. I, I did so. say earlier, because um, Carrie, uh, for those of you who don't know, we keep talking about Carrie. Carrie's super awesome. She's one of our patrons. She hasn't made it through the full brunt of the books yet. And yep. she comes in for our intros, and she's a sunbeam of 
pure energy and delightfulness. Uh huh. And then we're like, spoilers. And she's like, well, fuck you guys. Well, all right, cool. Here's a nugget from the life of Andrew. My first serious girlfriend's name was Carrie. Slightly different because it was K E R R I, but kind of close. Different. But did she go into the gym one day? No, get that's... bullied and murder a bunch of people. No, it started with a K, not a not a C. Yeah, that's powers. a C A R R I telekinesis. If she had powers of telepathy, like as I knew her after high school, she probably would have. Yeah, that. Okay, so so let's ask this question there. If we're talking about the before times, yes, there's no such thing. Are we talking about before? This is a fallacious title. The third age. It's actually not. No, no, no. We're talking about before time. That's what's going on today. One so, of the reasons that so we got into creation this was story. We, well, there's there's an inherent fallacy in saying before time, because before can only happen in the scope of time. There cannot be a before time as measured with time. It, not, to say it happened before time, same, you are measuring it. Not with on the time. same metric. Not on the same metric, though. Right, but you it can't can be just before, say before before time, time before existed, this iteration before of we time. actually could measure time at all. I mean, it would it would just be outside of time. Uh huh. Outside exactly. of time. That is it's that is the answer. That's true. So, so that is this, like the the, the, the one metaphysical thing I can be a snobbish asshole on about the before this, time because it is technically just outside of time and the outside times all at once. Welcome so, yeah. to the Black Tower discussion of quantum physics. But in the wheel of time, it is also the after time. Sure, maybe because it's not in time, but time is also cyclical. So it comes before and after. Yep. Well, and that is actually oh, this is another question. There, this it. Fuck, we've already hit on a really metaphysical question because Andrew just said that time is cyclical. Therefore, the before time is also the after time, which is just all outside time. But if it's actually outside time, then it might not actually be cyclical. Because if time is cyclical and it's outside of time, then it might not be. And my brain just exploded. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's kind of like the, the idea of like, uh, I don't know how much of a of an accepted theory of the expansion of the universe or the universal creation theory uh, that it still applies to. But I remember going through school and one of the theories being that um, right now the universe is going through uh, infinite expansion. And at some theoretical point in the future, the universe will cease to expand. That outward momentum will be finally counteracted by the gravity of other celestial bodies and everything will do a universal collapse back down into a singularity resulting in you know what ultimately becomes the particle the name of the theory the is bang the again crunch yes that one yeah they crunch you know it's a big bang, bang inevitably followed by a big crunch followed by a big bang followed by a big crunch uh because if it went like that it would answer the question of where did the nothing come from to become the something but um, then again Sort of. Where was the origination? Oh, what, I mean, well, kind of. Okay, fair. Exactly. Existed. Yeah. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> shut up. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, uh, we're we're agreeing. It's just also like 
That just means that you have to go further back for the actual ultimate question of where did it come from. Well, then you also but have like the I fundamental am problem. Willing to be here, sitting here, being like, maybe we've just been through a few big bangs and big crunches before, and so. Oh, I feel like I've been through both simultaneously. <laughs> I mean, so you have the logical fallacy of like saying that something happened first whenever what you're talking about is necessarily outside of time. Yes. Because so, the, a universe in a state that it would have to be uh, immediately we're going to acknowledge the logical fall- the fallacy of the statement, but preceding the Big Bang would necessarily uh, be outside of space-time because it would create its own space-time by its density, but with nothing outside of it to experience space or time, space and time by lack of observation and interaction, therefore do not exist. So it's not until the Big Bang occurs and there are other objects to experience space-time. So let's do this. So let's do this. My head hurts. Anybody else smoke Mm -hmm. on So this is Wheel of Time-centric. And as we understand from the Wheel of Time and from what Robert Jordan has said about the understanding of of things in the wheel of time and it is widely accepted that time is cyclical which yeah. is a uh which is a uh, a belief that is held by some ancient cultures is all things that happen will happen again and and that's what happens is we as a people are just kind of rolling around in this big big wheel and that's what rolling it is down the around to the place where you once were and that's that's how life is um and so but but it's interesting that he kind of peeks around that a little bit because even and they did this more in the show they leaned into it more in the tv show and i'm going to reference it because i feel like it's very valid here but rand asks tam in the show how long does it take for the wheel to spin your soul back out tam says i wish i knew but we can, you know, we hopefully we learn. Maybe there's a reason you don't know your past lives, but hopefully, what this is is the wheel gives us a chance. I'm paraphrasing, right? Stop. But hopefully, the wheel gives us a chance to do a little bit better this time. And Illa says the same thing. I don't fight for myself. I don't fight for my kids. I don't fight for my grandkids. I fight for my granddaughter who was murdered. And I hope that I create a better place so that when the wheel comes back around, hopefully. <gasps> she gets a better chance to live. Mm-hmm. Episode idea for now, the future. How the legacy of the Gen IL and the Tinkers are a microchasm of their own theology coming to fruition. Write that down that somewhere where we can more, remember. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> Wait, hold on, that was big it. words. Right now. Yes. So Josh basically how, words. We're not how the Gen IL and the Tinkers, the uh, Tinkers ultimately stemming from the Gen IL, are like a microcosm example of their uh, the theology of the way of the leaf coming to fruition, like within their own sphere, like of life. Dude, this, this okay. I I I I want, but guys, we're planning things for season four. By the way, now. So <laughs> oh yeah. 
No, so so where I was going with that though is you've got people who you've got Robert Jordan who talks about a a world, a universe in which time is cyclical, and everything that happens, you know, everything that's that changes, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Everything that comes around goes around, etc., etc., etc. But that doesn't stop them talking about the creator imprisoning the dark one at the moment of creation just a condom really a cosmic condom how how where trojan man no, that's how where is is a is a, a linear question right it's a time question where on the timeline does that happen if there is no timeline i mean it's it's and outside we, of space time we and exactly, and we get a taste of, and like, oh, you know what? Good call on the spoilers. Because we get a taste of that in A Memory of Light when Rand steps outside of the pattern and observes the whole of the wheel of time, the, the pattern of ages. The pattern of ages. I mean, he, so, he, so here's, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. My bad. No, no, no. I was just going to say. So here's here here. I believe, if I understand correctly, what we're wanting to get to is what is happening outside the pattern of ages, and what was the thing that happened to begin the pattern weaving in the first place. Well, so I was actually, when I actually wrote this down, it was partially off of a discussion that we were having with, uh, or around Bishamayel, which is where we just dipped our toes into this giant metaphysics pool. Um, and this particular one was actually about, and, and give me some time here, because this is going to take just a little while. This this whole are, episode is going to be like this. Sure. But there are two prevailing <laughs> theories. Number one is that the creator created all of what we know as creation. And in doing so, they actually tapped into or used or, you know, whatever, so much power that they destroyed themselves in the making of the pattern and then became the dark one or ended up having the their shadow sort of come into creation as the dark one or something along those lines. He used the all of his one, goodness to make the world and all that left was darkness. The other one is that the creator and the dark one have actually always been outside of time together. And the creator and the dark one both effectively made creation. But it's this effectively the same as free will just being injected that, you know, the angels and the demons are at war with each other, but they can't actually fight directly with each other with humans. So they have to do things through humans by tempting them or going after their morality or whatever. So again, this theory is more the creator is relatively benevolent. The dark one is relatively malicious, 
but neither of them is actually necessarily allowed to touch the pattern. Oh, wait, except the Dark One does it all the time. But, I, like, again, there's just an interesting thing about this that, yeah, it's... So, really, the, the question here was, I wanted your guys' thoughts, as well as, you know, maybe our patrons and things like that, about... Do you subscribe to one of those theories about how, what was around beforehand and how it came to be? Do you have another theory about what was beforehand and how it came to be? Um, and again, I want the whole thing. Like, I'm looking for not just, oh, the creator was the only one at the beginning. I want to know then how the Dark One came to be. How the creator ended up or how creation ended up with the Dark One in the first place. Or if there was both, why didn't the creator block the Dark One from doing as much? Or why don't we see as much of the creator? Or again, what are your theories here? What are your thoughts here? And I want to hear it sort of from start to finish, effectively when time starts. What's the situation at the very beginning? What's the situation at the beginning of time so uh, if we're going to look at time time doesn't start until the moment of creation um, yes exactly you That's have what I'm you have to create an entity to exist within side space time to experience time yep which space does create time by its, its mere existence um they have to be able to experience space and time for there to be a time there. It's one of those weird observation principle things. Mm -hmm. I but so here's the there's this interesting thing with the, the ideas between the Dark One and the Creator because if you're going to imprison a cosmic deity I guess of sorts outside of space time they both have to necessarily have their own identifiable makeup and energy that occupies space to, to be segmented away, like the Dark One does. Like, that's an absolute necessity. You have to be able to compartmentalize something in its own bubble outside of space-time. And to, all, the only way to compartmentalize something is for it to exist. It doesn't have to exist within within space-time necessarily, just like the creator doesn't. Um, this is a very, like, uh, as we know, like, Robert Jordan coming from uh, the Southeast United States, is a very, like, God argument, right? Like, sure. you know, God, right, right. you know, if God, if God exists, he necessarily exists outside of space-time uh, kind of thing. Right. Um, but what, what throws a wrench in the whole thing is you now have this introduction that for the true power to exist... The Dark One also has to have their own at least nigh limitless supply of power for the true power to exist alongside the true source. Unless it's just a filter of the true power the true source through the Dark One, uh, where he's acting as a a blocking uh, or basically, like the the you know the biggest saw angry all to ever exist. Um, I just got myself my own like mental kind of wraparound where I'm like, <laughs> it's 
So how do we, so how do you rationalize that? I mean, if it's just the filters, then there's then there's a zero advantage uh, to using the true power, especially after after Sidenus cleans. There's zero advantage if it's just a true filter, unless he acts like a link between Sidene and Sidar in and of itself, and combines them into a true true uh, power, true source. Uh, that's an innately combined, and that's why neither side can fully sense it. Because well, that doesn't make any sense. It feels like they would be able to sense like part of it, and or feel that something is going on. It's really weird. Um, well, well, again, except that if it's being filtered through the dark one, presumably he would then have some kind of control over it and could be masking it from people. I true. I, because I'd again, like the dark well, then one. It, is well, then he would be able to just innately stop it if anybody powerful. used it against him. Like the second Rand started to use it against him, he could innately just cut it off. So I don't think that's it. Maybe I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I mean, to Josh. me, it, it it leads credence to the idea that maybe the creator, in the process of creation, turned himself into the force that spins the wheel, and because he, you know, they did that. You now have the Dark One who would be the potential counterpoint to that uh, that force that, like, cosmically was intended to fight against each other to turn the wheel, maybe, or whatever. So Then the Dark One's just yeah. a counterpoint to that power? So my, uh, my understanding, when you talk about the Dark One and the Creator, mm -hmm. earlier, Andrew, or, and, I'm sorry, earlier, Daniel, you had said that the Creator is... Um, universally accepted as benevolent. Dark One is universally accepted as, as being somewhat uh, malevolent or malicious. Um, I would actually change the syntax there for one very important reason. I would say that they're more representative of the probably the oldest primordial forces of order and chaos. You have one force that seeks to take gases and dust and spin it together into a nice little beautiful ball and make it into a sun or a planet or something other. Then you have another force of chaos that chooses to explode those planetary bodies into random gas and dust. In the Wheel of Time, you have the Creator, who is an embodiment of the force of order. You have the Dark One, who is an embodiment of the force of chaos. Now, they oppose each other, right? So they work against each other, which spins the wheel of time. Now, the wheel of time spinning, a, a result of that, as I understand it, is the ability to touch the one power and be able to channel, right? People have that. So that's what I think offers. That's why I think there's a purity in being able to channel the one power because Sidene and Sidar are natural products of the turning of the wheel of time how that well, works oh they create the turning of the wheel of time right yes yeah order and yeah. chaos the, they well they the, well they're no because that would that would imply then that sidine or sidar means creator and whichever one means creator the other one means the dark one because the true source or the one power is created by the counterflow against each other of Sidene and Sidar. That's what creates the turning of the wheel. Right. It's not the creator going against the true power that is no. creating no, no, no. the force for the wheel to turn. Right. So what and, I was getting at is if you have the true source, 
And then you have another version of power from the Dark One, which I, th I think becomes a necessity because you have an entity that is ex that is for a period of time exiled from all space and time with their own version of power. That one is not strong enough by its own to immediately overcome its sealing away, like them being sealed away, um, but definitely is responsible for its seal over time breaking down at least to the point of it leaking out to let people know hey there's something else there now i don't know if that's them just pointing a hubble telescope somewhere and being like there's a void right there let's figure out what's there because we can't see anything or if they're actually sensing power i think i think like in the series well, we're told that like they sense that there's something there and they think that right. men and women can both use that well, power one of one of the one of the reasons i choose to use these particular words is how do you imprison the dark one if 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 you look at them as opposing forces of order and chaos the creator then as as the embodiment of order says i will organize order around you and limit your ability to cause chaos therefore anything the dark one tries to do is then limited to the creator's best ability to you know, influences upon, upon, you know, the earth or the world as we know it. The problem then becomes because the dark ones always got influence on the world. We, we, we know this, even at the height of civilization, there's, there's still these, uh, there are still people who have a, take issues. It's, it's, it's just like in real life, you know, you can have a, a, a totally beautiful, pure, perfect moment. And then crazy uncle, you know what's his butt comes in and has to make it about him somehow i don't know but when uh mirin and some other people went drilling the boar to try and find the new whatever they allowed the dark one a small pinhole in that quote unquote air quotes prison of order they, they, they allowed the Dark One to have just a little bit of direct touch, direct access to inflict chaos upon the world. Now we have the Blight. Now we have different influences from the Dark One uh, that is mostly manifested in the Blight and in the corruption of people and in What's it a the protection of you know the Forsaken from different maladies and ailments was was their drilling into the board just a wormhole this theoretical wormhole wormhole absolutely that drills through space time well, to connect different points in space time was it say no. a wormhole gone like I, I would say no i'd say it's something different than a wormhole because a wormhole goes from one theoretically speaking would go from one place in space time to another place in space time with a very small amount of time between the two places, between the two spaces. This is a place from one space-time outside the realm of space-time. I don't know what you'd call that. I would call that a tear I mean, or a bore in the pattern of space-time. So, so how do we resolve the question of how does something that exists within space-time reach and touch anything that even surrounds space-time? I, I guess the easy answer is the seal 
or the 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 prison for the dark one by being a prison by nature must border space time yes. so it's right at the edge of what is and what isn't so it makes well, sense that is, it can be touched in that manner this is where our human brains kind of get lost right because we don't really have a good understanding of the fourth dimension of time we don't really have a good understanding of what it means to be infinite we we can't because to say that something is outside of space-time is to say that something has always existed and then the second we say yeah but where we've we've already lost the plot when the second we say when we've already lost the plot humans we we do not do well with infinite concepts because even if you say an infinite amount of money you're still starting from one dollar and going to infinite amount of money and it's still growing from a singularity a singular point and this is like the universe that's right so you have an issue here with 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 infinity that we as humans have a difficult time sort of getting our heads around we we can't really fathom what it means to be infinite or what it means to exist in an infinite state well this is also one of the things where i think this is one of the most interesting kinds of conversations we can have and i really hope that none of us decide to be the betrayer of hope when we try to wrap our brains around this because uh, this is very <laughs> philosophical and very... We discussed know, very... this last week, Daniel! Pick me! I wasn't here, so... Um, Pick me! <laughs> but again, it's it's really a question of... Or, or one of the things that's that's interesting to me is... Your... The, the human brain... Is what's trying to make sense of this situation... That is almost by definition out of the ability for the human brain to understand. And so again, when we say as humans, like, okay, well, but there's a fallacy here because if this is actually outside of our understanding of time uh, and space and physicality, then how do people touch what's outside of our understanding of space, time, and physicality? And the answer is, it's only a fallacy, or not it's only a fallacy. It could actually be a fallacy. It could. It absolutely has the potential to not work. It has the potential to be impossible. But it also has the potential to not be impossible. We just don't understand it yet, which is why we're standing here with the human brain going, it doesn't track with our understanding of how the world works or the universe works or how time works or whatever. Therefore, it must be impossible. Mm, not necessarily. Because just because it doesn't track with those things of what we understand to be true does not make it impossible. It just makes us unable to understand it well, because you have the thing the laws <laughs> of space time physics momentum 
This mm -hmm. only exists in these things only track inside the sphere in which they're created. They're only laws yes. inside the sphere in which they apply. Correct. The laws of physics, the laws of space-time, all of this, they, they don't the, the way that the human brain has conceptualized and formulated what we know in quotation marks about yes. the universe <laughs> and the world only yes. works in our sphere of influence. Um because we found out remarkable things. I mean, uh, human beings used to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And this is kind of going back to a bit of a discussion in the, in the live chat with, you know, religion used to be the foundation of knowledge, which uh, for our modern informed age is relatively hilarious. Um, you know, mankind used to know that the earth was, you know, flat in the center of the universe. And then mankind right. knew uh, that the earth was, was round, which wound up being true. Um, Everything mankind has ever known about the way the world works and interacts and what can exist and can't exist has generally throughout history been consistently challenged. Um, oh, yeah. Mankind knew that there were only three states of matter. There's only a solid, a liquid, and a gas. Oh, just kidding. Here's plasma. Oh, right? just kidding. Here's, you know, carbon dioxide yes. going super critical in these very specific conditions, which, mm -hmm. you know, for us living on Earth, it's like this very specific condition has to be met for, you know, for liquid nitrogen or not liquid nitrogen, but dry ice, um, which I forgot what it's made of. Isn't just pure, like, carbon dioxide? I think basically. it's like frozen carbon dioxide, basically. It's, basically. Yeah, it's something. That's what makes the yeah. fog so like dangerous to just breathe in the fog. Because God forbid yeah. you touch dry ice, you'll die immediately. And um, peaches are poisoned. Which is not true. And... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, you can take and actually have uh, carbon dioxide go super critical in the right pressurized environment at the right temperature, yes. which defies what we thought were the laws. Um, of the states of matter um we're consistently challenged on this um as we learn more and more through the scientific process i mean uh gravity was a, a theory and in some respects some of it still is a theory and it's only a theory because we can't show you the proof or i say we like we're the scientists um <laughs> but you know we gravitational waves we're, we live in an era where Scientists have looked and observed gravitational waves in the universe. They have seen the yes. gravitational waves and feedback from the influence that the different celestial bodies have had on each other and found out, like, hey, Stephen Hawking, uh, you were kind of fucking right. It's like a big fabric, and there's a bunch of, like, heavy things in different places, and they all affect each other. Um, which, yeah, which also opens incredible. up the whole wormhole of gravity is a plane. Yeah. Not what? Not Yeah, no. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you have this you have this massive plane uh, of gravity that we are just now barely taking a glimpse of. And now when you take the wheel of time world and you create a, an entity that is openly interacting with the physicality of the world with people that live on the physical measurable space-time plane that they themselves, by necessity of who they are, exist outside of that visible, measurable universe. Um, I have no idea what that would look like. Would it look like just looking at an alternate universe? I mean, it, you know, it, here's an interesting bit with that, though, because 
in the Wheel of Time, they are already familiar with mirror universes or alternate universes. Is that the same wheel? Are they different wheels? Are they mirror universe all on one wheel? Okay. Um, Rand, when he battles the Dark One directly, creates several universes. Mirror universes. Cool. Um, like, I always he learns a lot. I always thought of it as like just visions of what a universe could be. Well, he it it actually gets pretty detailed to him weaving thousands upon thousands upon thousands of threads. He takes They'll say control it's of the. I'm not saying you're wrong okay. or I'm right. Okay, fine. But it sounds no, 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 like but, Tsukiyomi to me. I mean, infinite Tsukiyomi. I wish I would infinite Tsukiyomi. Jesus. <laughs> Had to bring it back to the core of what the Black Tower is. I, getting... I, I agree with a couple of our patrons. Like, my brain actually hurts at this, at this point. Like, well, okay. So, so which now is fantastic. I'm not. Done a lot of, of sort of foundation here. And I, I really do think that we, we have, because I'm not necessarily in this discussion. Asking you to to actually tell me super definitively how the <laughs> physics of your theory works necessarily. Um, I just would like to hear your thoughts on what the on on the overarching what do you think is at the beginning of the wheel of time so i'll go first here because i am absolutely one of the people who believes that one of the things that robert jordan was trying to do was make the allegory to god and the devil and in our understanding of god and the devil God is stronger than the devil. God made the devil and therefore has a certain amount of control over what the devil is able to do. Um, but he also wanted to give the world free will and we, in some ways, blame Lucifer Morningstar all the time for causing us to do bad things. The devil made me do it. <clears throat> right? And in the Wheel of Time, I actually very much feel like that was the intent of it. That before our understanding of time, outside of time, there was the creator and the dark one. And the creator was stronger than the dark one. Which is why the Dark One, who is malicious, and again, I, I guess in some ways, Josh might have the right of it, of just it's the, the embodiment of chaos. But that means that it was kind of trying to destroy the creator. Because order tries to destroy chaos, and chaos tries to destroy order, yeah. because that's the definition of what they are. If you have chaos, you're losing order, and if you have order, you're losing chaos. Um, but that the Dark One was never strong enough to actually rid 
the outside of time of the creator and the creator never wanted to rid the outside of time of the dark one. So then the creator creates creation. And it knows that the dark one has to still exist somewhere so that people have chaos in their lives, so that they can make the choice to sow chaos or order so that they actually have the ability to make their own decisions at every turn of their life. And so the cre but the creator doesn't actually want the malicious entity or the active entity of the dark one to weigh in on that. You know Therefore, the creator sort of maybe on the edge of reality, as, as Andrew has stated before, I, I like that idea, makes it so that the Dark One can still exist outside of time all they want, that's fine, but they can't touch creation. They have this sort of shell around creation or this single location that they can actually touch creation from, but the creator blocks that off from their ability to touch. Has and an idea. so they're just kind of standing there, existing but not affected. Andrew, go ahead. Uh, rant, uh, I'm sure people have talked about this before, and I'm sure we've talked about it before too. But um, if this is the first time it's like actually sink into a logical mind for me, I apologize. What if our imper like our impressions that the creator and the dark one are the good and the evil, uh, convert like you know with with in line with each other. What if it's the opposite? What if the Dark One is imprisoned at the moment of creation because they are responsible for creation? And the Dark One, shielding themselves off from the reality of the world, one, like, yeah, it, it blocks them off from the world. But by doing so, traps the creator in a loop where they actually have an interaction continuously with creation, driving the wheel of time. And they're stuck in that. And the creator's efforts to create someone to go in and deal with the Dark One isn't in an effort to keep the Dark One from destroying creation, but rather an effort to set the creator free from their boundaries or their, them being bound to creation by not being able to shield themselves before creation was created. Interesting. I like the idea. I think it doesn't necessarily track with my reading of the book. But again, there's a lot of unreliable narrator in the book because nobody actually knows what the fuck is going on outside of time. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning very <laughs> heavily on that. We're all supposed to agree on everything and just hey, Josh, this show's just face. a big circle jerk. Okay. Well, I mean, so so here's the thing like, if <laughs> if my theory is quote unquote right about like, you know, the Dark One is actually responsible for creation, whether intentional or unintentional or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. and, and everything else from there. You would necessarily have the side that can actively touch all of creation n want you to think that the one entity that normally can't is horrible and the worst and whatever and portray themselves as, like, the good side of things, the moral side of things. Let me... Wait, hold on. That's actually... That statement just kind of jogs something. 
does the creator have the same access to reality as we know it that the dark one does well again so. presumably their power is being well, used up to create the turning that's Sorry, what i go was ahead, gonna David. say is there's the two prevailing theories which is either the creator has access to the 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 pattern and simply doesn't because it is a benevolent entity that has decided for itself for one reason or another not to touch the pattern or the creator is actually gone now because either they used up themselves to make creation or maybe andrew you know just sort of brought up a, a third one if you will that's mostly the same as the second one which is that the creator can't touch the pattern because they're using all of their power to turn the wheel of time and so even though they technically have the same access, they literally just don't have anything left. Oh, that means... After turning the wheel of time. But if that they're... means that presumably the creator has access and just doesn't use it. Whether it's because they don't or they can't is... So the creator, if, if all Who of knows? the creator's essence is being used for the true source... For the one power, if that is the creator's mm -hmm. essence that creates the flowing of the wheel of time, sure, uh, and this causes the wheel to turn, they would have to have precognitive contact with the pattern, right? So, as this force is turning the wheel, they would have to inlay an effect or a cause to then be experienced in the Lace of Ages as that weave they pull out goes through the pattern ahead of time. They would have to plan it out to come ahead of time. Um, because that would that would be the one moment where, where the true power comes in contact with the Wheel of Time would be their one chance to input something into the pattern, into the Lace of Ages to be, interact with the rest of the uh, the pattern, which also would lead credence to why they would input so much power and effort into the Taviran to bend the rest of the pattern around them to more effectively pull in their pre-laid beads along the pattern to a central point to get what they want done. Not a bad theory. And I, I've come away from this thinking that maybe the creator is not necessarily a good guy. I think the creator got caught off guard. I think the creator got uh, caught, uh, you know, on the loo, shitting his pants in the outhouse uh, when the quote-unquote dark one... Outside of time? Yeah. I mean, because think about it. Like, if you go off of morality, who benefits more from a creation with free will? The person that wants only good things to happen or the person that wants chaos to reign? Like if you're going I mean, off of pure ideology, the answer is chaos. Or it, it, sorry, inherent. Yeah, the inherently the answer is chaos, because again, if you take morality out of it in some ways, and you're just talking about the specific act of doing order or doing chaos, free will is antithesis to order. But at the same time, again that suggests that free will is a byproduct, not the actual intent. I, I think that's it. Because I think Flaming Sadai is right. It is a function of both. 
However, if you only want good things to happen, that happens without needing anything negative. Those good things still will naturally happen. Or if you only want bad things to happen, you only need the negative aspect to exist. I don't think it's so much about good versus bad. I yeah. think, like Josh was saying earlier, it is chaos versus order. In a in an existence between the creator and the dark one, where there is no space time, mm -hmm. you by nature have neither, or you have order. You can only have chaos whenever something exists tangibly to enact some sort of unpredictability into existence, whether it's inside or outside of space-time. So with that, only the perceived Dark One, as we read it in the series, benefits from the existence of creation. No, I, I fundamentally disagree with that, only because of this. Only because neither side actually benefits from free will. They are equally opposed to the idea of free will unless it's a philosophical construct. Because again, unless you're letting order make everything, then order is going to not like free will. Unless you're letting chaos make everything, then chaos doesn't benefit from free will. And this is the problem that unless it's a morality thing, each side would just want to go ahead and make only but, order or only chaos. But free will well, doesn't mean just order or just chaos. It means the middle. Well, morality is and outside of the equation. Because morality and, and remember, is just a collective agreed upon whether yes. they want this or that more than the others. It's not about yes. morality. It's it's about so, chaos and order purely. Well, so if you again, have two entities. But well, if you have two entities a question of morality, it, because if those no, two entities don't want the other one, then neither of them would make free will at all. That's I, what I'm saying. Is that well, it's it has a question to be a of philosophical I, what do you mean by that? The mor morality doesn't necess necessarily have to exist. If you have two entities that exist outside of space-time, they only need to oppose each other. It doesn't have to be a moral reason. It doesn't have to be a philosophical well, no, no, no. reason. But when you add creation into it, is really what I'm saying. Neither mm -hmm. entity actually has any benefit from making creation unless they're the one who can actually dictate everything. Because I think, if order makes creation only having order, chaos gets completely screwed. If chaos makes creation using only chaos, order gets completely screwed. It's only in this middle ground that they would make creation at all if their only desire was all order or all chaos. So again, free will actually equally benefits and equally detracts from order and from chaos. And so unless they decided together or one of them didn't actually fully care about order or chaos, there is no inherent reason that either of them would make creation at all or let the other one make creation There's... at all without well, actually would... coming to an agreement in the middle 
of we need to have something that benefits one or the other of us. So that that presumes that the two extremes uh, naturally pursue a state of equilibrium, which I don't think they would. I think that free will is an inherent agent of chaos. Because if you were an inherent agent of order, then you only need things go, to go from point A to point B to point A to point B. Well, you don't allow if, for detraction in between those points. You don't need well, free will. Well, but if you only chaos. want chaos, then allowing order. people to choose order is also counter to your but it creates plan. chaos with the individuals that choose chaos. But it creates order but, with the ones who choose so, order. So yeah, with the individuals actually, that choose order, but by them choosing order, they will inherently create conflict and chaos with the individuals who create chaos. So so we're actually we're actually dancing around something. If you have, if you have two people really... or four people and two people choose to be in order with each other and the other two people choose to operate off of chaos and do whatever they want, they are going to naturally come in conflict with the two that choose order and by product create chaos or disorder. So, so you cannot have pure order in an environment where any form of chaos exists. Period. We're we're actually dancing around something as, that as is I actually, as I think, obviously. Very. I, yeah, I I hear that, and I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, and there's obviously a, a solid kernel of truth in that. I just don't really. I mean, to, to have pure chaos have or pure order, they small. You actually have to have a small enough area, or a large, or a small enough area, or a large enough group of people to actually make that always be true. Because if the people who want order can separate from the people who want chaos, they don't actually have to be affected by chaos. The only way that you actually must have chaos is if the people who are choosing chaos are actively going after the people who want order. Well, them existing in the same plane innately creates some degree of chaos. Because the only way to ensure sure, that the individuals that pursue order avoid chaos is by them actively being aware of chaos and taking measures to avoid chaos. Which is going to fundamentally create an alteration in their methodology and how they live and orchestrate themselves. And eventually, at some inevitable point, they're no longer going to be able, on a finite plane, they're no longer going to be able to outrun the agents of chaos. Because agents so, of chaos are going I, to infinitely, sporadically expand. Presumably, but I, I don't actually think that that is a must given free will because, of course, there are people who are going to choose chaos for themselves and then see benefits to order and go over to the other side. There are also going to be, be people who see order and go, this isn't working for me, and go over to chaos. But that doesn't actually mean that chaos will always win. It just means that chaos and will always win. And that's what Morin thought. Eventually, yes. chaos well, will yes. win. Correct. Therefore, well, what I'm not saying chaos. that one wins, wins or fails. Uh, a philosophy of 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 order means that A will always equal B. That is a philosophy yes. for A equals B, C equals D, E equals everything F. in its place. There, everything has a cause and effect. Unaffected will always be the same thing. Chaos, by its very nature, introduces a detraction from that. That A doesn't always equal B. Sometimes A equals B dot C. Sometimes A equals B dot D. 
in the very nature of anything chaotic in the same sphere of influence or same sphere period of existence where order exists will always create an interference with order at some inevitable point in the future. Whether it is now A equals B if A point B, A point C, A point D are so met whenever chaos is introduced into faction is even allowed to exist in the same sphere as order, there will always be an attraction from pure order. Chaos well, only, will not so always win, as long as but will always have an influence. Attempting order, that means that chaos will never actually reign. So, That's okay, the here, thing. Here's it's the not thing. about me, reigning, it's about both influencing each other. Right, right. Let they me, will both let me naturally resist each other. Let me jump in here real quick. Correct. Because we're talking around an idea here that is actually illustrated very in, in great detail in the books. Okay. Rand, when he's squaring off against the Dark One, says, I'm going to create a reality in which you do not exist. Sure. In which you have absolutely no influence on people. Reality you of pure order. Exist. Reality is pure order. He goes in, he sees everybody's happy, everything is beautiful, there's love, there's peace, there's love, there's peace. But everyone's dead inside. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> jokes on Robert Jordan. I've always been dead say, inside. <laughs> Welcome to my life. So anyway, I'm on the Black Tower. No, just kidding. Anyway, I started. But, but a lot of people like a lot of people probably so anyway, don't here's Wonderwall. Realize <laughs> or add to is we do actually get an example of people who chaos. exist outside the influence of the creator as well yes people at the black tower who are forcefully turned to the shadow have the exact same description mm -hmm. as everyone who exists in rand's dark one free zone yep no this is where and this is where Daniel and Andrew, you both, I, I think you both have valid points on this. And I think you both have, uh, and, and I'm going to be the bridge builder between the two of you because you while will I try. agree, I know, right? While I, I need no bridge. Order is a specific way and chaos is a specific way. If you have, let, let's talk about order in 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 scientific terms in real life the most stable bit of order that we have in matter is a crystal that's why it's a crystal it's a crystal because the atoms settle at their most organized most base layers and create and and the diamonds are said to be the best of the crystals because it's just carbon that is perfectly organized. Well, almost perfectly organized. Yeah. But it's like cubic zirconia does a lot better being perfectly organized. If we existed in perfect order, right? Everything would be crystallized in place. You'd have a 1984 situation in which children come out for exactly 10 minutes every day, bounce their ball at the same time, exactly 20 times. Stand there and then go back in the house. And if there's any deviancy from the order, 
now we've got problems which equilibrium the thing that i love well equilibrium is another great example yeah, yeah, yeah. which wasn't a fantastic movie if you've assuming not seen... okay i was about to say it's like i'm assuming you're referencing a movie sorry well yes. i was, it was a because I'm... Bale movie he oh, was referencing yeah, I, a was I then referenced the movie yeah so so then we all know i'm bad with movies. then here. you know we've talked about morality and benevolence i'm sorry order is not benevolent you're forcing everybody to do exactly what they're supposed to do at the right exact time is not benevolent well, so by necessity they can't be benevolent or moral either there one. needs to be an element of and if and transversely if you go over to chaos and say only chaos rules no order whatsoever it's all just chaos mm, now what do you have absolutely nothing you have primordial mm -hmm. ooze that never accomplishes anything that never crawls out onto the earth you never have anything evolving you never have anything learning you never have anything building because what you have just fine with you me because look at where we are now stuff evolves but you don't have How? learning if evolution is the 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 process by which an organism adds complexity to its its makeup you can only do that with order. That is, evolution is a is well, a that spits in the face of chaos theory. Of order. Well, I actually disagree with. I I think that you can't have structured evolution without that. But if evolution at its base is actually just survival of the fittest, which is chaos. Yeah, I, I'm on Daniel's side. The structured evolution can barely be called evolution. It's what? just natural okay. progression. But but point evolution being, by necessity is adapting to chaotic elements that yes, force you to exactly to adapt. But but so there's you order can't. in that. There's order oh, in that. With well, pure I mean, chaos, a, you just die. Well, you that's well, evolve. that's the thing. You that's that's the ultimate anything. argument. In a universe where both chaos and order exist, you can find order in the chaos, but you also must find chaos in the order. And there's yes. death, and that's where you have. Chaotic element death insert life. followed life by death. okay. Well, if insert exists, then this is the natural progression. I think you know we all about this conversation. I think all three of right us have agreed. The wheel of time, right? Well, I think all three of us have agreed from the beginning that like you can't have one in the story without the other. Like the, yeah. none of the events in the story make sense <laughs> without elements and, chaos, and agents of chaos. Order and chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell your brother. You can't have one without the other. Glad you got that off your chest. Probably. I did. It's... I'm happy for you. We had to break in song it break into song at some point in time. Oh <laughs> my god, okay. This final thought This is gone. Let's do this. Let's wrap this up in a nice, neat bow. Someone, go for it. I don't think it exists for this topic. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Uh, the answer is Hashtag we didn't actually stab threefold top. Right. I think that we actually did the foundations of this episode. Is really what I think happened. I think that we didn't actually answer any questions, though. I'm not sure we will ever actually answer any questions, and that's okay. Um, it wasn't necessarily set up to answer questions. It was to learn a little bit about each other, to learn a little bit about the Wheel of Time, 
to learn a little bit about our Patreons. And to everybody, walk away... A little bit of Monica in my life. Yep. Uh, and everybody to walk away with a little bit more information and a little bit more appreciation for this series that Robert Jordan gave us. That being said, I'm the only one who ever actually got a theory out. So I think that we should actually say we did a lot of foundation here. Sorry, I apologize. That's true. I got a theory I, out. Hold that's on. what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. I got a... Uh, and a trying to be succinct theory out with sort of most of its parts set up rather than coming up with a theory that's really fucking cool, Andrew, um, but not necessarily stated in a way that's easily followed, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I don't think know, I don't know how it's hard to follow my own. All right. I'll, I'll make my argument <laughs> in my turn. Whatever. Anyway, let, fine, yeah. Well, what I'm going to say is I feel like this was a really good foundational episode. I think that we actually sort of learned a lot about each other and thought about some different things than we had heard um, before or thought about before. Uh, and I think that this should be to be continued on another episode at some point that we can just bring in other stuff in after we've talked about a few more characters, after we've talked about a few more metaphysics, after we find out from all of our patrons or really just listeners in general, all of the things that we got wrong. <laughs> and we can go ahead and revisit this uh, once we've had a little bit more time to chew um, and a little bit more time to go ahead and and discuss. Um, so my final thoughts are definitely that this should be another episode where we actually come back to, because I, I love this discussion and I love these, these different talks about sort of what can be true, what has to be true, why does it have to be true, why can it be true, all of that different stuff. It's great. And I would say that we should do this again sometime. Maybe next Tuesday. I don't know about next Tuesday. Probably but... not next Tuesday. But a, a next Tuesday, but not there next we go. Tuesday. A next Tuesday. A I turning will gladly of the Tuesday. Pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So my theory, uh, the one not having uh, a whole bunch of fleshy, uh, or not fleshy, but fancy and, and shimmering talking points, but uh, unimaginably easy to understand. It's just inverting what we already know, because that's the easiest theory to have about anything. Well, what you'll know, but just in reverse. Now um, Andrew's just throwing out big words. Big words for really simple theories. It's, it's a habit I have from writing EPRs. <laughs> in the, uh, the only theory I did, in fact, propose was that the creator was actually the bad guy, and the, the bad guy was actually the good guy in the Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. It's really not that revolutionary of a theory. Um, so, Daniel, kudos well, to you. You did a, a lot better job bringing forth the theory. I I mean, I laid out how. It, it doesn't take a lot to, That's fair. to, to make up how it would happen. Um, any, any good person that needs, uh, or any evil person that needs the compliance of its citizenry to accomplish evil goals will try to convince its citizenry that they are the good goal. Um, and that is the truth of all empires throughout human history, and I believe that's also the truth of including, the Wheel of Time. Including entities that aren't human? I just realized I was sure. referencing A Wrinkle in Time, not 1984. I'm an idiot. Sorry. That's yeah, fine. You know, it is what it is. Point um, of clarification. Yeah. Indeed. 
But all right. But, yes. But there's this always the, the inherent problem of trying to understand things that are necessarily by virtue of current scientific understanding outside of human reasoning by using human reasoning. Uh, so that mm -hmm. does exist. Uh, and it's been, but it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to talk about this kind of stuff. It has. Um, and uh, that's my final thought. It's been a lot of fun. Go ahead, Josh. I My final thoughts on this is, first off, I love how chewy this topic is. I love right. how you can just you can just bite in, sink down, and suck the marrow out of this subject and never get enough. Oh, yeah. Never. Absolutely never. Because this is one of the, the topics that makes the Wheel of Time so amazing. Because it's one of the topics that seamlessly translates into our own world. Anybody, anybody anywhere will tell you straight up, you can't have all order. You can't have all chaos. The, well, we the Eastern, Eastern traditions have said for thousands of years, you know, they've got yin and yang for this very purpose. That's exactly what it is. There's stillness in motion. There's motion in stillness. There's all these concepts, these ideas that seem very contradictory, but play very well together. Not only do they play very well together, they kind of need each other. And chaos and order, I feel like, are two forces, two things that need... God damn it. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> there are two things, there are two sides of the same coin. And, and we see this again and again and again throughout life. There is no love without hate. There is no happiness without sadness. These things are opposite yet interlinked. And so for us to have a conversation about the relationship yeah, of same the dark one and the creator, their influence on creation, their, where this all began, and we come to the same conclusion we come to the conclusion that we had at the beginning of the show which is oh look at this photograph every time i do it makes me uh. but i feel like we have a deeper appreciation for those forces in every time i do it makes me crazy so the oh, next yeah. time next time you're feeling sad just remember that you're only a coin flip away from happiness there you go so i like that thank you everyone for listening thank you everyone for tuning in um thanks for being here i kind of gave myself some feels right there <laughs> you guys are awesome i really do appreciate having you here appreciate you listening um go to blacktarpod.com uh slash tgm you're gonna see some information about the gathering madness from all of us here at the black tower uh, i hope you've enjoyed this weekly dose of taint and i hope you are just a little bit more insane than you were when you first tuned in. I, and I hope that you are a little bit of Monica in my life. Wait, hang on. Holy shit, this webpage still exists from last year. Oh, sorry. Oh, and uh, I hope you've really enjoyed your time here. Uh, I'm not going to lie, being gone for two weeks and coming back to this, I told the guys before this, I feel like I was like, what the hell happened in the Wheel of Time? 
Um, it was a very long vacation. It was a very needed kind of uh, vacation and work time. Uh, but I'm glad to be back. I look forward to chatting with everyone. I look forward to the gathering madness as I do every year, uh, especially this year since it's not where I live and I don't have to deal with opening doors and shit. What's my name? I forgot. Who am I? Where am I? Uh, I'm going to claim dementia for everything. Uh, but it's been fantastic. It's been great being back. And uh, I've been your boss on Mahel Andrew. And I have been your Amon Mahel Daniel. And again, from everyone here at the Black Tower, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for listening, whether you are listening live as a patron, whether you're listening as soon as this episode comes out on Friday, uh, or if you're listening to this three years down the road and you've just finished The Wheel of Time, uh, the book series, and you want to chow down on some other topics, we are super glad that you are here. We want to say a huge thank you to you, and we hope that you're having a lovely morning, and in case we don't see you again, Always good afternoon, good evening. Always riding the show. We can help you, we will make you safe.